0: Have you resigned sitting trot to one of those things that, well, you've kind of accepted the fact that you're not going to be that great at it, so what's the point in prolonging both yourself and your horse's agony in trying to improve it? Well, hopefully not, but if you have, today I'm going to help you with that. Hi there, my name is Orna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians like yourself all over the world, helping you to, well, get a little bit straightened out on a couple of issues that can and have the power to actually hold us back in our riding and stop us from making progress with our conversation with our horse. And that's what we're all about. We're all about improving the overall conversation between you and your horse so that you both can enjoy things moving forward. I think that's really important. As riders, it is our responsibility to make sure that we are feeling inspired and motivated and having fun in the saddle, but also that our horses have an equal amount of fun in the saddle as well, um or under the saddle. Um I think that so many times we get so caught up in our own journey and our own maybe our own little stories going on in our head that we forget a, what it's like for the horse and how we could potentially improve the whole situation for the horse so hopefully by listening to the daily strides podcast i can give you a couple of ideas as to how it can be nicer for everybody and what better place to start than the sitting trot? Because I think for every rider that is miserable riding the sitting trot, well, there's a horse under them that's equally as miserable having to carry that person in the sitting trot because it has this almost equal and opposite effect going on um, with the rider, the resistance that's happening, the resistance through the rider, and then that resistance building up in the horse as well, making it a not so enjoyable well thing to happen for the horse as well so what is the sitting trot first of all the sitting trot is when you are trotting or your horse is trotting and you're sitting in the saddle and well you're not doing any posting or rising so you're not doing any up downs and that is the sitting trot so what I found really interesting is if I am teaching novice riders and I never mentioned the rising trot and so you know they don't know what it is they don't know it even exists they're able to do the sitting trot pretty darn easily and in fact it's when riders learn to do the rising trot first which most riders do they learn to post and they seem to have this then built up resistance in their head and I really do believe that a lot of um, issues with the sitting trot comes from the mindset of the rider but they do have a resistance in their head that the sitting trot is going to be bouncy or uncomfortable or I don't know, it's just not an enjoyable thing to do. And of course, that is absolute nonsense. However, there are a couple of physical things going on as well. And that's what I want to talk about today. So first and foremost, sitting trot. You know, we talk about suppleness in the horse. We're all the time talking about suppleness, aren't we? Very important. But suppleness in the rider is equally as important. And one of the big places where a lack of suppleness shows up in the rider is is the sitting trot. And it's due to the fact that the rider cannot move with the horse. So a lot of the time when we're thinking about trot, we think in terms of up-downs, okay? And even in the sitting trot, riders think in terms of up-downs. Think about it, when you're thinking about bouncing, you're probably thinking about up-downs, aren't you? But the sitting trot really is not up-downs. It's more of a hinging forward and back. It's like a hinging through your pelvis or through your hips, okay? Um, And it's allowing that hinge movement to happen that's really important. And that allowing that to happen can only really happen if you're supple enough through your body. So, suppleness through, I would say, your whole body is really important. But in this particular instance, when we're talking about the sitting trot, it would really be around your core, your pelvis, your thighs, that area of your body, okay? And that there is enough movement allowed and that you're actually allowing the movement to happen. Very, very important. Now, When we don't allow the movement to happen or when we can't allow the movement to happen. So lack of suppleness, lack of movement. Maybe we don't allow it because we're tense. There's a lot of tension going on there. Okay. Um, What ends up happening is the trampoline effect. So... I love trampolines, I really do. I think everybody should have a trampoline. I should regularly go out and make use of their trampoline. The world would be a happier place, okay? But trampolines are great until you are on a trampoline with another person and really for this to for you to understand what I'm talking about here, the other person has to either be about the same weight as you are or a little bit heavier, okay? But somewhere around the same size as yourself and you're on the trampoline with them and they touch down. So you're bouncing away, there. these are up and down. And they touch down on that trampoline just, just just, a little bit before you do. Okay, you're up in the air. You're enjoying it, having the time of your life. They've already touched down. They've pushed the trampoline, the base, the, the I don't know, the material, whatever it is of the trampoline. They've pushed it down, uh, compressed it down. And then the trampoline and the other person are on the way back up. They're getting their bounce coming up. And you happen to touch down at that point. Now... You're expecting the trampoline to go with you, but the trampoline's not. <laughs> it becomes this equal equal and opposite energy, okay, this opposing force. And what ends up happening is, first of all, you're not ready for it. So it's like this jolt. And secondly, that jolt, because it is opposing with the way you're going, really knocks you off balance and can potentially even bounce you straight off the trampoline, okay? It's very uncomfortable. You lose your rhythm That is what happens with the sitting trot. So many times the rider is just not able to move with the horse, or they're thinking in terms of up down rather than forward back. Um, They're thinking in these up down terms. um, They are busy. J- they they got left behind a little bit. So the horse basically, the horse's back has moved out from under them. Horse's back has already gone down, and is now on the way back up. And I meanwhile, the rider's bum is still on the way back down. And you get this kind of jolt, this bounce, this force. And of course, every stride from there on out results in that jolt happening more and more, and having well a more adverse effect on the rider. Okay, and if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So how do we stop it? Well, it all starts with this forward backwards movement. So what I'm going to suggest is next time you're on your horse, you start out in the walk and you start feeling the hinge movement. Now, what's the hinge movement well if you were to draw a line across your belly button now this is really simple terms okay but let's say we drew a line a horizontal line it ran through your belly button and it went from kind of one side of your body to the other side of your body across the 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 middle so across through your belly button as we said Um, and if you could think of that line as being a hinge you know a hinge for a door instead a door hinge is vertical now turn it horizontal you've got that hinge that is how you really and truly want your body to move you want that angle so the angle between basically the top of your thigh and the front of your tummy to open and close okay it's that angle it's just an opening and closing of that angle and it's because that hinge is moving now of course there's a whole lot else going on we're talking in very simplified terms here okay but what we need to do is we need to first of all notice how that feels through our body and then we need to start working I'm going to suggest in a very slow sitting trot so as your horse can actually first of all just trot along and and I really do suggest that when you're working in sitting trot initially don't worry too much about your horse I know we're always talking all the time about you know getting the horse going forward and the quality of the trot this is the one time I'm going to tell you not to care so much about that, okay? And um, What I want you to focus on here is what you're doing. So slowing it down will mean that you'll actually be able to keep up with the horse, with that movement, okay? Now, it's important to recognize that bigger energy means more movement. What do I mean by that? So as your horse then, let's say we start to, you've kind of mastered this very basic element of the sitting trot in a very slow not going anywhere slowly sort of a trot that you've asked your horse to do and then we start to want to improve the horse itself and improve the trot and of course that's where we want to lead this to as we're always trying to lead things to and so we want to now rather have this positive influence over the trot itself but what's important to remember is as the horse has more energy in their body okay and as there is more energy being created in the hindquarters, that energy is then obviously following through, it's going through the horses back to the front end, it's connecting through there. It means more movement is happening. Now more movement is actually happening because the horse you'll see, if you were to look at the horse, Its joints are doing more. It might not be going fast or anything, but the joints are flexing and bending more. And there's just more energy involved. Okay. And what very often happens is the rider is not supple enough to then stay with the horse. Okay. And this is why your suppleness is so important. This is also why horses that are extremely fit need a rider who is equally as fit. It's, It's a team sport. It's no good having the fittest horse in the world and the horse that's really and truly an athlete. And then the rider (laughs) is stiff as a stake sitting up there. Okay. The rider needs to be with the horse on this. Okay. But very important to recognize that as you ask for more, as there's more energy, you're going to have more movement, which means you actually physically need to move more. Now, do you have to force your body to move? No, I'm going to suggest you just allow your body to be led initially. So you're going to allow the horse to lead you through the movement. And then later, once you've Kind of once you can feel that you have that range of movement if you want through your body, then you can start to begin to influence the horse through your seat, um, and you can obviously influence influence what your what the horse is doing. You can ask different questions of your horse, things like that. The other thing I'm going to suggest if you're just starting off, and if you're working on improving your sitting trot, is well work on straight lines. <laughs> It's always the bends that get people, eh? the corners. People are always great going up the long side of the arena and then they get to the corner, you're like, oh goodness gracious. Um, If they make it through, you're never quite sure if they're going to make it to the next corner. So what I suggest doing is working on your, let's say the long sides and the short sides of your arena and then either transitioning back to walk through the corners. And if you do that, that's a great place to then fix yourself to make sure that your position everything's right and or then just transitioning into posting or rising trot through the corner and then back to sitting trot again on the straight part and then also of course working without your stirrups can also help a lot but again I'm going to suggest if you're feeling a little bit wobbly and you're feeling a little bit grippy with your legs you know there's so many things that we can do that's a whole episode in itself isn't it and with the sitting trot but If you're feeling any of those issues um, I'm going to then suggest that you definitely only work on a straight line and get that right first before you then move on to working around the bends, the circles and the corners. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. If you want to find out more specifically about suppleness, um, I'm going to invite you, I have a free mini course, it's called Five Days to Clarity, and it basically gives you a very simplified version of the training skill, and you can pop over and get that for free over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash TS. Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that, have a great day, keep well, and I'll chat to you soon, be good, bye.